Hello and welcome to episode 28 of the Batflip Crazy podcast, where you'll always find enthusiastic, data-driven fantasy baseball analysis. I am your host, Toby. In today's podcast, I look at two players currently going in the first round of mock drafts, J.D. Martinez and Bryce Harper. This is the second in a series of podcasts I'm doing profiling different players in depth by looking at their metrics and skills in all six primary fantasy baseball categories. Average, OBP, runs, home runs, RBI, and stolen bases. I'm doing the podcast concurrently with a series of YouTube video profiles, so on occasion you might hear me reference Look at This or As You Can See Here, since I'm recording both the podcast and the video at the same time. Uh, Hopefully this isn't too much of a distraction for the podcast and the audio-only version. Just know that there is some sort of YouTube video on the other end. For folks who are interested in checking out my spreadsheet in action, you can head on over to YouTube, just search for Batfoot Crazy, and you should find my channel, and you'll be able to see them. I know for me, podcasts are easier, but I do want to give folks options uh, of having um, having those videos and being able to actually look and, and, and learn visually if that's uh, what works best for you. Anyways, I'm interested in hearing folks' reaction to the profiles. It's early on in the series, and it's better to learn how you can improve things early on than to find out at the end after you've already done uh, tens and potentially a couple hundred of them. So please definitely hit me up on Twitter at BatFlipCrazy or on any other social media platform to let me know what you think. I always do appreciate feedback, even if it is constructive criticism. As always, you can find the podcast on iTunes and other podcast platforms. If you like what you're hearing, please do give us a five-star rating and write a nice review. Tell your friends. Uh, It's always appreciated. Thanks to everybody who has already done that. Uh, It means uh, the world to me. You can follow me on Twitter at BatFlipCrazy, as I mentioned before. Uh, Instagram at BatFlipCrazy. Facebook at BatFlipCrazyFantasy. YouTube I mentioned before, and the blog is batflipcrazy.com. All right, let's hop to it. Two outfielders, J.D. Martinez and Bryce Harper. Let's get this party started. Today we're going to look at J.D. Martinez, outfielder for the world champion Boston Red Sox. Uh, J.D. Martinez will have outfield eligibility heading into next year. He was going at a 7.7 ADP, or average draft position, in the 10 or so Fantasy Expert two early mock drafts. So right now he is going as the um, sixth player off the board, right behind Nolan Arenado. Uh, When we take a look at why, Martinez has become kind of the poster child for reinventing your swing. And we'll take a look at each of his statistical categories First up is his batting average. He hit 30-30 last year after hitting 303 uh, in 2017 and 307 in 2016. So you can see that he's going to give you a positive batting average. Now you can see that his batting average, he's outperforming his expected batting average uh, for a couple years, but last year was right in line. His 332 expected average was right in line with his 330 batting average. When we take a look, he's got a Z-score or uh, two point of 2.5, 2.46, technically speaking, but 2.5. Uh, 
and this is uh, excellent. He's obviously doing great. He's been boosted by a 375 BABIP, but when we look at his BABIP over the last two years, that's not necessarily out of the ordinary. He had a 378 BABIP in 2016 and a 327 BABIP last year. So the BABIP may be a little bit high, but he does have a history of supporting uh, pretty high BABIPs. When we take a look at his strikeout rate, he actually has a lower strikeout rate this year uh, or this past year in 2018 than he had in previous years. He got that marked down by uh, over 3.5% this year down to 22.5%, so right around league average that we can see right here. Now, when we look at his contact skills, because we saw that K rate drop, we would expect that his contact rate has improved, and we do see that that's, that's taken place. So his contact rate has jumped up to 73.6%, uh, compared to 71% last year. Now, that's still below the overall contact percentage, but because of the quality of contact that Martinez makes, um, that's why we see the high BABIPs. That's why when we get to home runs, we will see that he's an elite uh, home run hitter. And then his Z contact has also jumped up here 3% over last year. And that is, um, you know, right below league average. And so that's great. Um, if he can improve his O swing, then, you know, seeing that Z contact rate around league average is solid, given that his overall contact rate uh, is below league average. That's actually one thing, like when it comes to O contact percentage, I don't really want a guy who has a high O contact percentage because that means that he's making uh, contact on pitches outside the zone. And I, you know, that's not where I want somebody making contact with pitches and putting balls in play. It's likely to not be that great. So as we can see, JD Martinez has a very solid uh, batting average and we can expect the same heading into next year. When we take a look at his OBP, again, we're going to expect a strong OBP given that really strong batting average that he has. And we see at 402 that he is over two standard deviations above the mean in terms of OBP, uh, 402 OBP. Now his O swing isn't that low, 31.4%. So he's not, um, he's about league average when it comes to swinging at pitches outside the zone. And he's actually swinging a decent amount. Um, but his walk rate is still around 10.6%. Now, ordinarily, you might say, well, you know, a guy like J.D., uh, that really doesn't necessarily support an above-average walk rate, but he's uh, likely getting intentionally walked um, a decent uh, amount here. And so um, I'll try to uh, unhide the intentional walks here. Uh, yeah, so he had 11 intentional walks out of 111 um, overall walk. So he wasn't getting, uh, walked, intentionally walked that much, but he certainly, um, has a consistent, you know, uh, above league average walk rate. So that's solid. And when you combine that with the batting average, which we've seen be supported by the underlying skills, I think, you know, you can be pretty pleased with, with JD Martinez when it comes to his OBP. Uh, now, when we take a look at uh, his runs right here, his 17.1% uh, runs per plate appearance, which is well above league average, uh, that aligns decently well, you know, two standard deviations above the mean versus 1.86 on his, uh, his runs per plate appearance. So that's pretty solid, that 111 number with the 402 OBP, particularly given that he's in such a solid uh, Red Sox lineup. So the runs per plate appearance, he's done it before. He did it the previous year, 17.4% runs per plate appearance. A little bit lower here, but he was in a, um, 
Now, that was when he was with the Tigers, and the numbers overall were a little bit down. So uh, 17.1%, again, that seems pretty reasonable. So if he can uh, get those plate appearances back to 750, uh, 650, which is quite a task, then I think you know that's pretty solid. Looking at his 43 home runs, you know we know J.D. Martinez is going to bring it in the power department. That's one of the reasons why you are targeting him. 43 home runs this year, 45 home runs last year, uh, 22 home runs the year before, but that was a shortened season. The expected home runs really supports uh, the home runs. Uh, he's actually underperformed in general when it comes to expected home runs. He was right in target, 42.3 compared to his 43 actual home runs this past year. So seems sustainable. The 6.6% home runs per plate appearance, uh, again, is elite. That's over two standard deviations above the mean and right in line with his expected home run percentage. It's not at that 9.2% that we saw last year, but last year really looks like just a, uh, a crazy year when it comes to um, all of his hard hit balls flying over the fence. So I wouldn't anticipate that continues. That 6.6% is very solid. I think you can reasonably expect J.D. Martinez to be among the league leaders in home runs, if not leading the league. Let's take a look at some of the more underlying skills when it comes to power. Uh, right here, you see his ISO is terrific, um, you know, close to, uh, close to double league average. His hard hit rate, it's taken a little bit of a, of a, of a dive, a 44, uh, four, over 4.0% uh, dip in his hard hit rate, but still very solid at 44.9%. His ground ball rate actually went up. Eno Saris has a great article about how um, uh, Martinez really focused this year a lot on hitting more balls at the ideal launch angle. So not necessarily hitting them uh, as fly balls, but really lining up his uh, launch angle with the pitch's launch angle. It's a really fascinating article if you have a chance to take it at, take a peek. It's on The Athletic if you do have a subscription. It's behind the paywall. Um, but it's really good stuff. 43.5%, so right around league average, slightly above that, which might be a little bit surprising. But again, the quality of contact that Martinez is making, which we'll see in a second, is still terrific. Now, his home run per fly ball rate is still one of the highest in the league, but that's been something that's fairly consistent over the last at least two years and even an elevated one three years ago. So 29.5% this year, 33.8%. Uh, last year, and then 18% the year before that. The last two years is really where we've seen kind of peak Martinez, though, uh, when it comes to his power production, putting it all together. Now, when we look at his hard hit fly ball rate right here, uh, again, he took a little bit of a dip there. It's still elite at 54.8% this year, down from 59.4%. His hard hit po pulled fly ball rate is actually low, uh, if you've seen J.D. Martinez play, you know that he hits a ton of oppo tacos. And so that, that's not necessarily something that would concern me like it would folks who don't have his level of power. So it's, again, both of these numbers, um, his hard hit fly ball percentage and his hard hit pulled fly ball percentage are both you know similar to where they were in 2016. So they're not uh, down way low, but they are down a little bit. His 69 barrels this past year is the most barrels in the last three years that he's hit, but the barrels per plate appearance is down at 10.6%. And his average home run distance is at 398, uh, which is down slightly from last year at 413. So we do see that there has been a little bit of a drop in uh, J.D. Martinez's power production. He still 
produces elite home runs, but just not at the pace of 2017. I think 2017 will be the outlier when all is said and done and we look back at that. When we look at his RBIs, 130 uh, RBI this year, 20.0% RBI per per plate appearance, well above the 12.5%. But again, he's done this before, 21.3% last year. And his uh, Z-score on that is uh, 2.6 about standard deviations above the mean this year, three standard deviations above the mean last year. Again, he is one of the elite power hitters batting in one of the best lineups in the cleanup spot. And so it's not surprising that he has this elite RBI production, and I would expect that to continue more moving forward. Now, one pleasant surprise is he did steal six bases this year, which is a really nice thing to see. He has a 0.9% stolen bases per plate appearance. So again, he's, you're not getting him for his stolen bases, but he did steal at a nice success rate of 85.7%. So when he does steal, he's being smart about when he's doing it. And so he's really just being opportunistic there. His stolen base opportunities, he had 253 this year, um, and he attempted a stolen base on 2.8% um, of those stolen base opportunities, and that is consistent with last year at 2.9%. So again, he's stealing every once in a while, being opportunistic, uh, doing it when he knows that he's going to be successful, given that he had a 100% rate last year, 85.7 rate uh, this year. He's stealing when he knows he can. So to summarize, J.D. Martinez currently going as the sixth player off the board in the two early mock drafts. Because of some of the, the dip in Nolan Arenado's skills that we see, I would actually take J.D. Martinez above him and potentially above Francisco Lindor as well. The elite batting average, which he's done consistently, is huge uh, in fantasy baseball right now because of the scarcity of high batting average guys who do get a lot of plate appearances. And then he's also going to provide elite counting stats, runs in RBI, as well as home runs. Stolen, he's also going to do that in OBP for folks who are in OBP leagues. The only downside is the stolen bases, but he does give you, you know, two, three, six stolen bases every year. And so he's not giving you a huge goose egg. And the production that he provides you in other areas, I just think that it is on a more elite level uh, than Arenado right now. Uh, Arenado's little dip in skills does concern me. It may have been the result of injuries. He is heading into his free agent year, and so you know he could get traded out of Coors, and I think that would hurt his value a lot. I love J.D. Martinez batting in that Red Sox lineup, so he is going to be my fourth hitter off the board, most likely, uh, because of the elite production he provides you in five of six categories. <laughs> We are taking a look at Bryce Harper. Uh, Harper has eligibility only in the outfield this year. Not a surprise there. He's going at 9.3 average draft position in 10 fantasy baseball industry mock drafts. Uh, That is actually the seventh player off the board after uh, J.D. Martinez. What we're going to do as we do with these player profiles, we're going to go through each category in roto leagues and in, in a lot most head-to-head leagues, uh, batting average, OBP, runs, home runs, RBI, and stolen bases. For the counting stats, we'll look at the rates. So we'll look at runs per plate appearance, RBI per plate appearance, home run per plate appearance, and stolen base per plate appearance, just to try to get a sense of where um, folks are at compared to other 
people and not just kind of the end product or the outcomes that they had in terms of their stats. So hopping into Harper, the one area where he does have a weakness is in his batting average. Uh, two of the last three years, he's been in the 240s at 249 in 2018 and 243 in 2016. Now the expected batting average pretty much supports uh, what he's been doing. Um, it does show that he uh, maybe underperformed a little bit in the seasons where he had a poor performance, where he had that 249 and 243 batting average. But one thing to consider is that expected uh, average can't necessarily account for uh, shifts. And that's one thing that we saw uh, Harper struggle through last year is he hits a lot of his ground balls and even some of his low line drives to that pull side into the shift. And I think that is something that is going to hurt him. If we look right here, again, it looks like the outlier is that 2017 season where he was uh, he hit 319. That was driven by a 356 BABIP. We have not seen those BABIPs repeat recently. 264 in 2016, 289 this past year. I think that's much more the BABIP that we'll be looking at for Harper, given that he hits uh, more balls uh, in the air, more fly balls, and also tends to pull his ground balls uh, to, uh, into the shift. I think that's going to impact him definitely there. Where the concern for me and the potential floor for Harper is, is with this, uh, his, his increasing strikeout rate and the underlying contact rate. Uh, his strikeout rate has increased uh, each of the last two years from 18.7% in 2016 to 20.1% last year and then 24.3% this past year. So almost a 6% increase in strikeout rate over a two-year period. And his contact rate has also uh, fallen over that period of time from 79.1% in 2016 to 74.7% last year and 71.2%. This year, 77% is league average. So he is well below league average in terms of overall contact. When we look at just his in-zone contact, the league average is 85.5%. Harper was at 86% in 2016, that dropped to 83.4% last year, and then all the way down to 79% uh, this past year in 2018. That is a very low number. You'd actually expect a higher strikeout rate with those type of contact rates. So I'm not sure whether it's, uh, it's something where he'll continue to regress and that K rate will drop if the contact rates remain the, remain the same or whether he has a different approach with two, two strikes. But it does highlight the fact that the floor for Harper in average leagues, um, the floor for his batting average, I think is pretty low. I would not be surprised to see it dip below 240, uh, although I would expect, given that we've seen two of the last three years, the batting average in the 240 range, that that seems about right for his batting average. Now, for those of you who are in OBP leagues, uh, Harper is, is really... Uh, you know, his major weakness is gone because batting average really is the major weakness in his profile. 393 OBP last year, nearly two standard deviations above the mean, which is elite, elite. 413 even uh, in 2017. And then 2016, uh, he was at 373. So pretty, very consistently high OBPs for Harper. This is not a surprise at all. One thing that I do like to see is that his O swing has dropped. Last year it was 32.7%. It's down to 27.6%, which is more than three, uh, three percentage 
points better than league average, which is really nice. He's being more selective. If you look at his rolling average graphs too, those actually show that he had a low 20% O swing over his last 40 or so games. So really good signs there. His swing percentage has also dipped. And so not surprisingly, his walk percentage is back up at 18.7%. Again, very elite. If you play in an OBP league, uh, Harper has tremendous value in that respect. When we look at his runs, though, his runs per plate appearance, he did score 103 runs last year, which is great. But his runs per plate appearance was only at 14.8%. 13.1% is league average. If we look at the Z scores, you know, he was only... Uh, he wasn't even one standard deviation above the mean in his runs per plate appearance, despite being nearly two standard deviations above the mean in his OBP. Chances are when he does sign with the team that he's going to sign for a competitor, a competitive team, and that I will guess that they will have a solid lineup. And so slotting him in the middle of that lineup, I would anticipate that he does have a higher ceiling in terms of his run per plate appearance. I would, I would expect to see that go up. So if he can maintain that, uh, 600 plate appearances or above, I do think he's a very solid producer in terms of his runs and could be borderline elite in the right lineup. Power is not something that we generally have question marks around Harper with. 34 home runs last year, 33.7 expected home runs. You, if you look back the last two years, you know again, the expected home runs are lining up with the home runs, so no reason to believe that those 34 home runs the highest total in the last three years is any type of fluke. His home runs per plate appearance are actually down 4.9% compared to 5.9% from last year. Now, I think you'll see this in a lot of player profiles just because the ball was juiced in 2017. Uh, I don't think, uh, and then there's been some studies that the ball was actually dejuiced or less, less juiced, less juicy uh, this this past year in 2018. And so you see a 1% decrease right there. Looking at his uh, Z-score, he's one standard deviation above the mean. And, you know, ISO solid. One really great sign is that his hard hit rate is way up. It's up 8%. Now, there was overall uh, an increase in hard hit rate across baseball last year, but this 8% jump is much higher than the overall league jump. And so that's a really nice sign for Harper because he actually hasn't had super strong uh, hard hit rates the last uh, in, in two of the last three years. So that 42.3% is really great. He's been pretty steady below league average in terms of his ground ball percentage, 39.8% compared to league average at 43.2%. We like to see that. Obviously, you do damage when you hit the ball in the air. Again, though, you know, hitting the ball in the air outside of line drives you know, a lot of fly balls and fly balls uh, tend to lower your BABIP, which we have seen for sure with Harper. Now his home run per fly ball rate, you can see right here, 23.1%, well above league average, but 24% last year. So he does have a, uh, he consistently is above league average and he's able to maintain those high rates. One of the reasons why is that his hard hit fly ball rate uh, is up. It's up 12 and a from last year, which is great to see. 37.5% is league average. He's at 49.7%. His hard hit pulled fly ball rate is down, but with Harper, it's down at 23.3%, which is actually well below league average at 32.6%. I don't worry too much about this with Harper because of the tremendous power that he has. He hits a lot of balls to center field and he can take it out 
Uh, he can hit the ball out of the yard to any direction. So I'm less concerned about that as, as I would be concerned with a guy like Jose Ramirez, who really relies on a high volume of pulled fly balls uh, for his home run. So that doesn't concern me that much. His barrels per plate appearance, 45 barrels, 6.5% barrels per plate appearance. Not super elite numbers that you might expect, but he's never really been a barrels uh, per plate appearance guy. 7.7 was his high over the last three years. That was last year. It's at 6.5%, as I mentioned. This year, well above league average of 4.6%. So still strong, not necessarily elite, but power is not something that we're worrying too much uh, with Harper about. His average home run distance, 409 feet, aligns with the last couple of years and is well above league average, showing the type of pop that he does have. With his RBIs per plate appearance, uh, 14.4%. Uh, above league average of 12.5%, but not necessarily, I think, where you would anticipate somebody of Harper's caliber being. Um, he did have 100 RBIs. That was because of the 654 plate appearances that he was able to get to. Um, it's still a solid rate, but I would anticipate in the next lineup he's in, and I'm actually surprised in the Nats lineup that it wasn't higher, but again, RBIs are a bit fluky. They have to do with the opportunity that you have with runners in scoring position, batting average in runners in scoring position, how many players you have on base when you hit home runs. So, you know, you can't you can't bank on it going up, but I think last year's 17.7%, um, you know, somewhere in between those two numbers, I think is probably uh, a safer bet for Harper. So again, he should contribute in RBI. And then in stolen bases, this year was a pleasant surprise for Harper, 13 stolen bases, 1.9% of his plate appearances, not quite where he was in 2016 when he stole 21 uh, bases. But again, he stole four bases last year. A major concern in the fantasy community was that those stolen bases wouldn't come back. Well, they have come back uh, to a solid number, an above uh, league average uh, rate. And the really good news is that he was successful on 81.3% of those stolen base attempts. So that is really good because that's better than where he's been um, in the past, and it's well above league average of 72.1%. So that bodes well for him to be able to continue uh, to steal. Again, it'll de- it'll, a lot will depend on what team he ends up with uh, because of the philosophy you know, that what that manager has when it comes to stolen bases. The Nats obviously you know, had no problem with stolen bases, so we will see. Not necessarily something you can bank on with Harper, but I think looking at you know high single digits, uh, low teens is a reasonable expectation for Harper next year. He had 224 stolen base opportunities last year. He attempted a stolen base on 7.1% of those. So that's more than double uh, uh, 2017. And it is um, only half of where he was at in 2016 when he stole 21 bases. But again, that looks like the outlier when it comes to stolen bases for Harper. When we take a look at his rolling average graph right here, what you will see is um, at the end of last year, he, once, once it loads for me, he had some tremendous growth in some good areas. The contact was not consistent, but what you can see right here is that O swing is going down 22% over his last 40 games, you know, low 20s, you know, for for a good stretch there. His hard hit rate really bounced up, bounced back, you know, into the high mid high 40s. 
His contact was still struggling, but he was making better contact with that. His fly ball rate was right a little bit above league average. Um, so nothing major jumps out uh, in the rolling average graph. Uh, the major piece, I would say, is this improved plate discipline and the hard hit rate, everything else um, fairly consistent. So in summary for Harper, what I would say is he is a strong contributor in four categories, uh, OBP, runs, home runs, and RBIs. He's going to contribute most likely a decent amount, at least at a league average rate, potentially higher in stolen bases. The one area where there is concern is in batting average. And I think the floor could be pretty low with the diminishing returns on his contact rate and the potential for his strikeout rate to increase. So that is one thing to take into consideration. He is somebody who at this point, you know, is a solid producer in fantasy. For me, I'm probably not taking Harper um, where he's going in drafts. I'm looking to get batting average early on. And so a guy like Alex Bregman or Christian Yelich, you know, with Yelich, you may not get the same power numbers as with Harper, but you are going to get the batting average. You are going to get the OBP, the runs, the RBI, the stolen bases is going to be higher. I think with Bregman, the same thing, about the same stolen bases, about the same power, um, but, you know, the the runs and RBIs as well, but the batting average is going to be higher. So I would have him going after those guys um, in fantasy drafts, definitely not right, right behind uh, J.D. Martinez. You know, I think uh, Trout, Betts, Jose Ramirez are locked in for me as the top three. I think after that, J.D. Martinez, Arenado, um, some of those guys that I mentioned, you know, potentially some pitchers in there as well. But, you know, that's kind of where I see Harper. I think he still continues to be slightly overrated, but he is a legit uh, four to five fantasy category contributor, and that is definitely a valuable player to have on your fantasy teams. That is going to wrap us up for episode 28 of the Batflip Crazy podcast. Thank you so much for listening. It is the off season, so if you are listening to this, you are truly a diehard fantasy baseball fan or just a baseball fan. Um, please do let me know what you think of these player profile podcasts, the YouTube videos, if you have a chance to check them out. Um, they, they are, uh, this is new, as I mentioned before, and my goal is really to provide in-depth analysis on players in a way that's going to help folks, uh, come fantasy draft time. So I definitely want to know if you think there are ways that I can be doing the profiles better or just providing more context or whatever it is, uh, you let me know. I am happy to accommodate. As always, you can reach me on Twitter at BatFlipCrazy, Instagram at BatFlipCrazy, Facebook at BatFlipCrazyFantasy. The blog is BatFlipCrazy.com. And do uh, hop over to YouTube and check out the, uh, the, the YouTube videos of the player profiles and let me know what you think. All right. Thank you so much again for listening. Take care and be kind to one another.